Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm half a beer, Duncan. <laughs> That's the best. Hey, thank it for me. That's the best version of Duncan there is out there, all right? <laughs> uh, and this week, we are going to be talking about Chapter 3 of Life is Strange True Colors. Chapter 3, Monster or Mortal? Um, this game, we've talked about it twice already, so just to real quick recap, everything's developed by Deck 9. This one was the uh, Deck 9 joint, published by Square Enix, came out September 10th, 2021. You can pick up the full game for $60. All five episodes are out immediately as one package, and you can pick it up on uh, PC and last generation and current generation consoles. Um, is there is there anything else? It's, this, is, this is a weird energy, because yeah. we're just like... We've we there's no preamble, right? Like well, we talked about it. We put out an episode last week or this week or whenever you're listening to it. I don't know. And like, you know, we just yeah. we're just rolling into them. It feels like definitely. I mean, if you haven't, if you want to catch up with the story, I guess go listen to the last ones. But I mean, yeah, don't start it, here. <laughs> don't start here, obviously. But like, in lieu of you having to go back if you forgot, I mean, I guess we could just say like, you're Alex and you see color emotions as colors, and your brother dies, <laughs> like. That's what you need to know going in. The rest is the rest is flavor text, you know? The, yeah. I've always said that that's, that's true of Life is Strange. The yeah. characters and the dialogue is all flavor text for the intensely good core narrative structure they're telling. Right. Um, yeah. So do we want to do we want to do up top? I mean, I should say we're going to do this in the same format we did the first two. So we'll kind of step through scene by scene. This one's a little shorter, so I don't expect it to be quite as long of an episode. But, you know, we'll still we'll still try to get our, our dirty claws in there. And I, I don't know why I'm saying stuff like that. So you much. say it so These quickly, episodes. too. You say you said little toes last time. You have no hesitation. I, could, I said that so many times and I'm glad I left it in because I think it was funny. Um <laughs> But I do. It just sort of comes out. I can't stop it in time. So we're, we're still going to try to, to kind of dig into some of these scenes and, and talk a little bit more about some of these character moments. This was a little bit more of a lighthearted episode, I feel like, though. Um, so we'll, you know, yeah. go through it. And then, yeah, do we want to do we want to do spoiler free thoughts up top or do we want to just jump was, right into it? I was just going to ask you that. And I guess it could be just to get like an overall vibe so people know how we feel going in. And I'd like to know how you feel going in. But uh, but I'm going to do it first. <laughs> I would like you to speak, but I actually want to talk right now. I, I would like to know, but here's the thing. I love hearing you speak about things. I love hearing me speak about things so much more, though. <laughs> so, um, I thought this followed a pattern. It, it okay. followed a pattern of good, bad, good, bad, 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 good, bad. <laughs> Or good, okay, good. Okay, sorry. sorry. I, just, I just what what just happened? Okay, what, so, I blacked out for a second. What just yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You know when something's so bad it's good? Yeah. Yeah, that was like the beginning and middle. Then it was bad, bad. Then it got good, good. Like it was good, so good that it was good. Was this... Remember when you were like, I'm going to start? I want to hear me talk about it. <laughs> No, okay, all right, it followed an arc, okay? And I appreciate that at some point. You know what, let me just restart, so, all right? Okay, no, 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 I want to I see if I can understand what, you, what you're saying here. I'm putting my thinking cap on so I can decipher this foreign language you're speaking. So you're saying it was bad, 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 good, good, bad, good, or good, good. No, good, no, no, good, no, bad? you don't remember the patterns at all. <laughs> study my patterns, study I my patterns, it, child. I can't see the signs, I can't see the patterns. 
It's the numbers. <laughs> I think it was mean? just. I think it was just good, bad, bad, okay. bad, good, good. Okay, so you thought it ended good, good. There was not a fourth one. Right. No. Gotcha. So, not great. So but- bad it's funny. <laughs> okay. And then just kind of not great, and then and then pretty cool. I like it. I think that's good. And I think I, I here's what I want you to do, Duncan. For every episode for the rest of Thoughts from Player One, I want you to give that synopsis. <laughs> I think it really draws me in. Because I there's still an air of mystery to me about what you liked and didn't like. I just know kind of the areas you liked and didn't you know, like. Kind I actually, of I was actually walking my dog and I'm like I was like, hmm, you know what? That is kind of an interesting thought. Maybe I'll say that. <laughs> This was premeditative. This wasn't. You should have done. <laughs> should have taken that opportunity to to stop your dog and speak out loud to your dog as if you were explaining and watch how quickly he turned around, uncomprehending of you. Because I think your dog and I understand about the same amount in this particular instance. No, okay. I'm kidding. I do get it. I Most do get of it. it was I just it. good, bad. That's all I'll say. All right. Right. Good. Okay. So now. bad it's good. Let's... Fuck. There we go. <laughs> So good, bad is good because it's bad. Bad, yes. good would be bad because it's not nope. good. Don't unpack this. Okay. All right. Yeah, you premeditated it. I'm just trying to get on your level, man. <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate your spoiler-free thoughts. I, you know, I can hop in here unless you want to elaborate at all. No, I I don't think I should anymore. I want to. I feel like I'm some sort of political figure just digging themselves a deeper and deeper hole. <laughs> uh, beautiful. Um, well, thank you for that. I. Yeah, what I, do you think? Hot shot? Kind of feel like, okay, so this is how I feel about it. And I was really thinking about this game on the drive home today. I was like, you know what? It sort of is like bad good. <laughs> good. <you>. <laughs> Uh no I I thought the so this this it did follow a formula but it followed the like life is strange style formula where the third episode is kind of where they introduce just like no major story elements like maybe at the very end they'll introduce a major story element but prior to that it's going to be kind of a more of a lighthearted relationship episode uh, and I think it followed that same format I I think this is maybe the weakest of them. Uh, I I think I disliked this episode. No, shouldn't say that. I liked this episode less than I liked chapters one and two. Um, I think it kind of loses the thread a little bit. And I think that the thing that it tries to do is like the charm isn't enough to carry it all the way through, but I didn't have a bad time with it or anything like that. Um, So I, I I don't know. I I don't want to spoil anything for some fucking reason, even though we're about to spoil everything. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think really. (laughs) I I think it's you know I'm interested to to talk about it and see what worked and what didn't work for you. I will say very very small amount of decisions that felt like they mattered at all this episode. I think there's only one where the glass shatters and you have to like decide something that feels big. I couldn't remember if there were one or two. I think there might. I think you might be right. I think there might only be one. Um, which you, I hope we do different things on because it seemed like a very interesting one, and I was like, I feel like I know which one Duncan's gonna. Oh pick. no, there's two. So. There's two. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. let's uh, let's fucking let's jump into it then, huh? Let's no. let's, let's let's start talking no, about the good bad parts. Let's keep <laughs> let's keep trying to talk about the game without actually talking about it. That scene uh, in the middle that was the good. best. Hey, Duncan, that's the best part of our podcast, my man. So like, <laughs> slow your roll. 
All right, so um, we open mid-shift for Alex. She is working at the bar now. She's pretty much running the whole place. I feel like when we started, she was like basic bartender, but now it's just kind of like she's just running the whole damn thing, which is cool. Um, now, do you get that by the fact that what she does during this shift is serve drinks and clean up? Right, right. But I mean, she's at the bar. That's Jed's space. That's Jed's That's very true. cool Jed space. Is He's been demoted to reading a newspaper on a table. <laughs> the owner of the bar got demoted to patron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you, you know, you're kind of uh, cleaning up, picking up dishes, seeing the seeing the townsfolks. I think some time has passed. Like, not a ton, yeah, but I think a little bit it, of time has passed. It feels like a couple of days passed between this and the end of episode two. Yeah, because you got some texts and stuff like that. It feels like you, Steph, and Ryan have been hanging out more. You know, you've been talking a little bit more about taking down uh, Typhon and shit like that. So, um, uh, pretty much, uh, it opens in on Stephanie, uh, Steph, and Alex talking to Ryan about her power. And she's like, whoa, you know, you, you really have a power. I'm hurt that you didn't even tell me. And she's like, yeah, well, that's the power. And um, they 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 kind of uh, uh, start to discuss how Diane, if you remember, is the the evil Typhon lady that 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 was not feeling joyous and the lantern ceremony uh, walks mm. in, right? And yeah. the plan is started, right? There's a plan that they are that they've been forming to you know get information from her or learn information from her. And so when Alex says, all right, you know, I've been working. What have you two come up with? Their plan is that one of them will go flirt with her and uh, distract her, I guess. I don't know what the plan is because they don't really know anything about the USB stick yet. There's a I USB they, stick. It comes later. They, they, yeah, they know that they're trying to get information out of her. I think at that point they think they're going to get it out of her laptop. Um, right, right. And that so the plan sense. is to like seduce her and then get the information out of her and somebody steals her laptop. Right, and then goes upstairs with the laptop and like hacks it real fast. Right, yeah. right, right. Hey, right. I don't think, I will say, I don't think you're given this particular scene quite enough credit. Okay, what am I missing? I mean, I'm not saying you're missing. <laughs> you got it all correct. Okay, but uh, I mean, I'm trying to get us to a point so okay, we can talk okay, about how okay, we felt okay, about okay. this. My bad, my bad. My I want to. I want to get to the. I want to get to the point with the decision. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've come up with the plan, right? And then they say, "Well, we gotta pick the babe. We gotta pick the the bait." You know what I mean? And so. Steph and Ryan have a disagreement because Steph thinks that she's the one that should seduce her. Ryan says she's probably not even gay. She likes that mm, that lumberjack look, you know, that 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 sad puppy face wearing a flannel look. And mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you have to decide. You know, Alex is like, oh, don't put me in the middle of this, but she's the only tiebreaker. So you have to decide who's hotter, Ryan or Steph. Who did you pick? I picked Steph. Here's the thing. I agree with Ryan that I think, realistically, you're talking to somebody in a mountain town in Colorado. They're probably, they probably like that mountain, that rugged mountaineer look, all right, that's very popular. But also, it's a video game, and I know this is going to contribute to whatever romance option you choose, and I don't want to romance Ryan, so. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, 
Well, she's out of town. She doesn't live here. Though. That is true. That is true. So she well, I mean, she a... lives here now, but yeah, but she didn't come from here. She could have. Um, she could have. I don't know why I'm saying sexuality is like a big city thing, <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, who knows? But anyways, um, yeah, I also chose Steph because I don't know. I'm not romantically interested in either of these characters. No, Are you yet? Not, not really. I mean, I I can. I can see the beginnings of like, okay, maybe this could be good, but like, not so far. If the game was like, okay, here's the option: you can choose to be alone or choose to romance one of these characters. Like, I would choose the romance option just to like see how they do it. <laughs> I should to clarify: see how the game chooses to handle that particular <laughs> thing. Um, but I, I don't think it's like I don't like either of these characters that much, really. I like them. I just don't like. There's no I spark, you know. Yeah, I don't see them as like. I don't want to get to chapter five and be like, like Chloe Max status with this. You know what I mean? I, I, I you would need to be spending so much more time with them for that for yeah. me to feel like that. But you just, you really don't. All I know about Ryan is he feels very, very bad for what he did to Gabe, and also he has this really funny story. <laughs> That's all I really know about him. And he likes bird calling. I was, uh, I was trying to do the Ryan laugh there, but I was, it was too funny. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. I So the reason I say I don't think you gave the scene enough credit when, when you were glossing over it is I, I do find, like, while I don't find any of these characters to be a romantic interest, I find the trio of friends to be, like, really fun. And yeah. I like the way that that scene played out where Alex comes back and she's like, okay, what's your plan? And then Steph is like, I'm going to go flirt with her and steal her laptop. And then Alex is like, that's a terrible plan. And then Ryan's like, don't worry, I have something better. And she's like, whoo, it's like, it's the same plan, but I flirt with her. And I thought I, I didn't see that coming. And I thought it was very funny and charming. And I liked that quite a bit. Yeah, I mean they're 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 doing a sitcom bit. This is a yeah. sitcom plot. You know what I mean? Where it's like everyone yeah. approaches the the woman with the laptop and tries to flirt with her. It's just it's in great. the sitcom, there would never be a possibility of a gay pairing at all. <laughs> never. <laughs> Forget about it. Twenty twenty one, man. Come on. Uh, I mean, newer sitcoms might be a little more progressive. I haven't watched a new sitcom in a while, but I'm sure there's at least one of them that's a little more progressive. I don't think they make sitcoms anymore. I think they made Friends, and that was it. That was the only and sitcom. The that, that was, yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm. Mm. Weird that they only made those two sitcoms, and they were so wildly, explosively popular, and they never made another one. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, um, so either one you pick, you kind of sit down because you're like, uh, these plans are bad. I'm going to go sit down, read her emotions, you know, read her mind, and maybe I can try and figure out something that's going on with her. So you go to sit down with her, and you know, you're like, hey, you know, here's your drink. Are you doing okay? Everything all right? And she's kind of busy, clickety-clacking away at that laptop, uh, and you sit with her, and you are like, okay, I need to bring up, you know, topics or, like, bring up my brother to kind of get her to start thinking about him so I can read her emotions again. Mm. And you bring up like a base kind of like, hey, I just want justice for my brother and I want you to do anything you can to help. And she gets that poker face on, but you can tell that she is 
sad. I believe that is the emotion that that you read from her is the blue sadness. Yeah. Um, so you need to push a little bit farther, in which triggers one of my favorite mini games of this episode, where you have to find <laughs> objects around that might trigger it. And mm-hmm. one Fun of those objects are napkins. <laughs> and which you ask, do you need any more napkins? And she says, no, I'm actually okay. I don't need napkins. <laughs> that part fucking rule. I love that this game just puts that shit in there. Like, what are you doing? Why did you click on that? You fucking knew that was going to be nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really funny. Uh, eventually... You do bring up a topic that sparks a, a um, an emotion, um, and you get to kind of, like, unlock the object relation mode, where you get to, you know, scan objects for emotional fucking, I don't know, it's crazy. You just get to see objects that have emotions tied to it, and the USB yeah. stick that's in her laptop bag is one of them, so it's time for a distraction. Um... You text one of the two that you pick to come over and flirt. Uh, they do their best flirt, which is is a good flirt. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's fun. It's not bad. It's it's very straightforward, which is good to be distracting because it's like, hey, like you want to uh, something something and make out. And anytime you say make out, you know the blush happening. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she asks your character in front of the person that you're flirting with am i blushing oh my god i think i'm blushing it's, uh, yep like so you do you nab the usb stick and you all run upstairs to alex's apartment and you have a little giggle fest and you go oh that was so crazy that was insane and so much fun and and, and wow that was so crazy and uh, i'm not i'm not really like you might Eve, think no that's legit. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and and we'll stop there to to kind of take yeah, a little let's talk about all this. Um, yeah. So let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning, right? Like you know, obviously you explain to Steph that you have that power. I, whatever. That's kind of a, a a nothing scene to me. It's just sort of signifying like, hey, we're still playing fast and loose with what this power is because now she can just read Steph's emotions for no reason. Um, but whatever. But I, I kind of liked walking around the bar. I think there's, like, there are some parts, and, and every one of these big spaces they give you, right? Because you have to go do your job, right? You have to go clean up dishes or whatever. And every one of these spaces, there's uh, some of those emotionally tied objects that are kind of, like, essentially they're collectibles. And mm-hmm. I think those are usually pretty good. I like this one particularly, or at least one of them, because, like, you find out that Ducky's in, like, a... God, I don't even know what the word Alex used is, but it's, like, a, apparently a group of people who are, like have a pot of money held until the last one of them dies i don't understand it but it was like okay like a death pot kind of it was like i i don't fully understand it because they give you a like very little bit of context but you get like a letter and then people are like how long like when are you gonna die ducky and he's like i'm gonna hold on until right after you're dead and then i'm gonna take that money to my grave and I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I fucking love it. It's very good. I didn't find this 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 cursed object. Are you in some sort of blood suicide pact now? I don't understand. What happened? I hope so. That would be a great life strange twist. <laughs> you you finish the game and Ducky's like like far far in the back and he goes, Alex, you need to fulfill the prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I you know 
that was fun. Like that part's fun. Yeah. But then, I mean, there's a bunch of random bullshit where it's like, oh, I, what's that song that goes, doobie-bop-ba, summer woman? That, that wasn't it, but that's essentially what you get. And like a bunch of stupid mini games like that that kind of all mean literally nothing. Um, yeah. And that part all still kind of sucks. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about these like, these like, let me walk up to a stranger, read their emotions, and try and solve their problems for them. It's a little invasive, honestly. It's very invasive, and it's like it kind of goes against all of this, like the 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 stuff that we set up in episode one of her being like, okay, I don't, you know, I I hate my power. I don't want to be reading people's minds. Mm -hmm. And then when you're walking around, she's like jovially using it and kind of like, you know, trying to be a superhero. So maybe it's that rise to fall action, but I honestly doubt it. Where it's like, I, yeah. I, I think they're trying to set that up. I think that's kind of how they want you to feel is every episode she's like becoming more comfortable with their powers and they're she's able to like control them more so she can do more stuff with them and be more of like a you know, a helpful member of the town or whatever. But I think if that's what they're going for, they really need to like make that much more clear cuz there's no like you know, there's no scenes where she's trying to get better at controlling her power. There's no scenes where she's talking about like, oh, now I can do this and I can do that. And like, I, I've been trying like to to c- control it in this particular way or anything like that. Right. It, it, in Life is Strange 2, the whole game is that right. Where D- Daniel, Sean, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel is like throughout the course of the game, you Every episode you see his power get stronger and every episode has a scene where he's like practicing to get better at it, right? And so you understand this progression and like Max doesn't like her power sort of changes throughout the course of that uh Life is Strange one, but not real like it has an addition, like it's a little add on, but the the core power doesn't really change and it's like effect on her as a parent throughout the whole time. And this one I feel like they're just kind of pushing that away like ah yeah we set up some cool stuff but we don't have to justify it because there's no physical component to it and it kind of it's it's bumming me out a little bit i hope they go the other direction with this if they're if they're not going to like lean into her actually trying to get mastery over this in any particular way yeah i mean most of that stuff was was like consequences happen in the third act right like mm-hmm. like usually so i think we we if they are planning consequences we won't see them for a while but they're not clear enough for me to be like ooh, she is going to pay for this kind of these yeah. kind of acts um so yeah i mean this bar scene is fine i think the the you know it, it's leaning into like you said at the beginning that third episode just kind of like lull let's establish some relationships and things like that to mm-hmm. make sure that we have our hooks in you for episode four and five. Also, how the fuck does Alex get away with sitting across from Diane for so long? She's <laughs> Diane comes into the bar to do work and get like a drink or whatever. And Alex is like, well, I'm on my shift, but I'm going to sit across from you at this table and just sort of comment on things on this table for like 10 minutes straight. Yeah. It's the most <laughs> awkward shit ever. <laughs> And then when she's like, oh, my God, I lost my USB because she makes like a Facebook post later. That's like, I lost my USB paying huge rewards for it. It's like, okay, you walked into a bar. No one has sat next to you except a girl who's who is, you know, brother died and is like constantly trying to bring up weird things. And then someone goes up to you and flirts with you. But by the, which, by the way, I got a weird vibe because 
I know most likely they're supposed to be around the same age, but I can't help but feel like Diane is much, much older than those people. Mm, mm-hmm. I, I get the impression that she's older, but I get the impression she's like five years older or something like that. I get the impression she's like maybe late 20s, early 30s, and that Steph is like early 20s. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. It so, just seemed know, odd to me. Reasonable. Maybe it's because all of the Life is Strange like protags and romantic interests have been like kids or teenagers, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of fucking with me seeing them like flirt with real adults. <laughs> you um, know what? That's fair. Also, hey, if you've got a USB stick full of critical information for everything you're trying to do, don't just leave it in like your open laptop case right next to you, huh? Yeah. Maybe make it a little harder to steal. Oh, yeah. Why? Uh, also, why carry this information on the USB stick? Yeah. Why do your work at a bar too? That part when she's like, "I just come here to work," is like, "It's a fucking bar. What are you doing? This isn't a coffee shop." I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that says to me. That's a red flag. No wonder this got this happened. Oh um, god. So let's talk let's about m- the last little bit before the LARP here. Yeah, let's move on. So, so you know, you go upstairs and you've kind of like they they kind of discuss this group these group like meetups they've been having together and like where they will hang out and then plan to take down Typhon. But it's like that kind of like, I get that vibe where it's like, yeah, we're going to start a band and like practice and jam every weekend. (laughs) And you just hang out and drink beer and don't fucking practice any instruments. Uh, I think there's proof of that as you walk around the apart or the, the, the lofts and like, you see like really dumb plans written out and crossed off to like, contact someone in the dark web to hack them or you know bust into the hq or whatever uh of typhon so uh anyways eventually you you kind of have a uh, a fallout of it and plug it into your laptop but ah shoot it's encrypted the usb is encrypted so um, ryan knows that riley is a whiz with computers that's the flower shop uh girl not the not the older woman with dementia that would be interesting, though. <laughs> this woman with dementia is trying to, uh, or early onset dementia is trying to crack a USB stick password. But uh, so he's gonna go deliver the USB stick to her so she can try and crack it. Um, and then Steph is going to go prepare for the LARP. You also need to prepare for the LARP as you're playing a critical role in it as a bard. Um, mm-hmm. So you need to find your guitar and find your cool fancy hat that um, mm. that Steph made for you cool fancy hat uh, if you were into larp it's a cool hat if you were I, into I, being see, a bard, here's the thing i don't even think it is if you're into larping i think it's a mediocre hat at best but oh. it does have a feather which is fun yeah you have to find the feather separately that are sold separately uh <laughs> so yeah let's just jump into the larp there's not much that's, that like, that's, a, that that's a nothing scene that's a that's a setup scene you walk around the apartment a little bit you can find some stuff about gabe that they want to be heartfelt it's not really um yeah so let's let's get let's get into this larp you got your guitar you got your hat you're a bard named alto at least you were for me i think you get to choose the bard's name um actually i don't know if you get to choose the bard's name or not but alto i did not, is what I I did not go to the character sheet in the last chapter you disgusting monster yeah i kind of like whatever man just make me a character i don't care that's fair uh, so you you have to go find Ethan. You walk outside, and the, I don't. Even, you get a text message from 
Steph that's like, hey, Ethan's like on the verge about whether or not he wants to do this. Can you go talk to him? And like you agree to. So you go and find Ethan by the docks, who is, again, the little kid who was um, Charlotte's son, Gabe, you know, kind of his father figure in his life. Um, and you ask, you know, what's up and why he doesn't necessarily want to do this LARP that the whole town has set up. And to be clear, this is not like a, oh, we're going to go to the park and we'll all play role play. This is like they turn the whole town into like a big larp fest thing so it's 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 like a pretty big endeavor so you go to find him and and he explains that it's not that he doesn't want to do the larp but it's that everybody went through all this trouble to like make sure that he was happy and having a good time and cheering him up and doing this and what if he's like just doesn't want to have that like fun like that or what if he's like what if he doesn't end up having fun and everybody wants him to have fun and then they're all disappointed and i'm like i want to take the clip of ethan saying that that like 30 second clip where he's explaining that and i want to send it to my mom every time she's like do we still want to do presents this birthday and be like this is how i feel when i have to open presents in front of you guys i was about to say there's like a very the way they wrote him and the way that the voice actor explained that it like triggered a feeling that goes from childhood to this very day of uh-huh. like just echoed of like yep yep i get that i get that and it made me feel like am i is that kind of childish to feel but then i'm like nah 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 that's just that's just living but that's just living you know i i really like that i thought it was a a, a really well written like i wish that would have had a little more time to breathe but i really liked it nonetheless yeah it's a good scene um so you then, like I mentioned, convinced Ethan to go onto this LARP with you, um, and you are his his bard sidekick, so you will be with him the entire time. So you kind of go to the like the the starting location, I guess, for lack of a better word, is the park in town where you meet up with Jed, who is you know ostensibly this king who needs who needs Ethan, who is Thanor, who is how I will refer to him from now on. Um, needs him to go like on this quest to get three jewels that when put together will allow him to then do some ritual or something that will end the age of monsters that's plaguing the town. Um, So you guys get together and in your fun LARP outfits and you start running around town. And basically this entire section is comprised of you like doing these little small encounters, which are either, you know, you talking to somebody who's pretending to be like a blacksmith or I think the first one that you usually get is Ryan is pretending to be like a, a dire wolf. So he's running around and like, just normal attire but he has a wolf mask on and he's making wolf noises um and i I thought this was kind of fun because like you decide to fight this wolf and then the camera like slowly turns and it becomes kind of like an old school turn-based rpg sort of game where you're choosing you know do i want thanor to do an attack and do i want alto to heal or buff or you know do an attack of her own like that and then you know you, you sort of, like, jump out and yell your action phrase and do, you know, quote-unquote damage, and you have, like, a life bar and items and everything that you can use, and it's got kind of, like, a fun vibe to it, and after you beat a monster, you know, Ryan will, like, lay down and give a cry and then, like, open his fist and kind of, like, throw loot onto the ground so you can go pick up, like, gold coins and little scrolls and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's cute. Um, you wouldn't believe it, but it actually has surprisingly complex mechanics. Like, actually kind of difficult RPG mechanics. I don't believe that. Well, did you <laughs> set yourself to hard mode? 
Oh, I must have forgotten to set myself to hard mode. Yeah, At the beginning of when you launch chapter one, it says you want to play a hardcore run of Life is Strange <laughs> on the highest difficulty, where yeah. if either Alex or Thanor dies, your save is deleted. I, right, I right. chose no, and that's on me. Mode. Yeah, that's my bad. My yeah, bad. yeah. In my version, you have to manage Thanor's, um, Thanor's different skills, um, his kid skills and his adult skills. It's kind of like a multifaceted thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you, there's a, there's a lot of time that I spent tuning Alex's guitar. That was hard. It's a lot of <laughs> That's time. interesting. That's a whole mini game I didn't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of things. Uh, so to, to, for real, it is pretty simple. It is cute though. I do like it. Yeah. It's just like, it, it take a, it took a little bit too long though. There were some fights where I'm like, yes, Double Thanor's attack, do the maximum number of damage that I possibly can, and move mm-hmm. on, and find a thousand scrolls that heal me to full. Dog, um, I had so many scrolls, and this was a fucking... There were th- I did three fights throughout this entire RPG thing that lasted like an hour, and I still saved all but one of my scrolls. Because I was like, well, what if there's a secret fight that's harder? Yeah, yeah. That would be awesome if they if they threw in a secret fight against the CEO of Typhon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Thanor went, The planet's crying out <laughs> You need to pay for what you did. Uh uh but my favorite line happens when you when you kill the dire wolf, right? Mm-hmm. As, as Ryan. And you, uh, and, and you know, you can like kind of like fuck with Ryan or like tease him or whatever. And instead, I decided to like read his mind telepathically. And he says, he says it in the just the weirdest fucking way possible. He goes, "This is actually really fun, <laughs> dude. I can't take this. It's just such a. It's not as funny right now, but when I heard it, it's just such a very like, oh my god." This is actually really fun. Like, not even the voice actor sounded like he was convinced this LARP was fun. It was so funny. And so so it became, because my partner has been watching me play it. So anytime that I, like, we're just kind of walking around doing things passively, I've been looking her dead in the eyes and going, hey, hey, Sarah, Sarah, this is, this is actually really fun. Like, <laughs> just, I love that, that conviction. It's extremely that, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's been my favorite line of of this of this chapter. Very simple, but, but that's beautiful. good. That's good. That hey, I love the lines like that that are like, because like that line. If you heard it, you'd have been like, "That's pretty funny." But because you were able to meme on it for so long, it became so much more than it could have been. And I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um. So moving on, you know, you kind of go through this this whole LARP through the town. Um. You there's a bunch of different small encounters along the way. Uh. You know, you meet basically Ryan plays like three or four different monsters throughout the course of this. He plays like a little snake person. He plays a bridge troll. He plays that dire wolf and all of them, except for the dire wolf, I think have a, you know, if you're walking around town and talking to people, you can find other, you know, other things to help you overcome these encounters, right? You can buy like some troll dust, the charms, the bridge troll, which I thought was pretty fun because, you know, he just like becomes really like over the top cordial and everything, you know, good stuff like that. Um, and then there is a ye old potion shop that I forget the name of, uh, or magic shop that Steph runs that Magpie used to be something. Mag- Magpie Miracles. That's not it, but it's something like that. Um, so you, you kind of go in there and, and 
Steph has transformed the record shop into this, you know, did like a pretty good job transforming this record shop into like a, a faux magic sort of shop. And there's a bunch of different scrolls you can buy. And one of the gems is in there that you can, you know, you have to convince her to, you know, let you buy by trading a scale for it or something like that. I, you know, whatever. Mildly interesting stuff. But I, I think that whole scene in the record shop is nice because it just shows the the level of commitment that Steph has to something like this. Uh, and then also you have the opportunity here if you choose to flirt with Steph um, because you kind of get the impression that I don't know if this is specific to whether or not you have been going down this path before, but, it, you know, you get the option to be like read her mind. And, you know, she's like, wow, did Alex really think I was the cute one of the two? That's like, I don't know how I feel about that. And then you can like in kind of a joking way, offer your hand in marriage and then like. You know, and essentially all the be like benefits that come and, with yes all the benefits that come with my hand in marriage nudge wink nudge wink <laughs> and which ethan goes whoa this is real <laughs> that was so it's actually extremely funny they they really held the right amount of pause on that scene i actually mm-hmm. really liked that and i felt that's the first time where i'm like ooh. This isn't like like cute flirting. This is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> There's something here. So, as you are leaving the shop, um, she if you chose that option, Alex kind of like makes another nudge about seeing each other again, and then like winks as she's leaving in like a really playful way. And I think that was the moment where I was like, oh, I don't like like Steph and Alex or Riot and Alex as a couple or anything like that. I just think Alex is a really charismatic character. So she brings any of those relationships up to the point where they're like interesting and fun. Like I think she is a really, really enjoyable character to spend time with when she's having fun. Uh, And I think that that kind of, that clarified a lot of how I felt. Cause like I still, even after that, I was like, yeah, Steph is like fine. Ryan is fine. I feel that way at the end of this episode, there's nothing wrong with either of them. But I think this was the moment where I was like, oh, but you know what? I just think Alex, like, like, I would still choose to have a romance option with either of them because I think the game would have a lot of fun with it with Alex's character. And because I think that Alex would be worth seeing. Because Alex can get it. Yeah, basically. Right? Is that what you're saying? Basically, More or it's less. like, Alex can get whatever she wants. So, like, let's give it, you know? Mm-hmm. And she'll have fun with it. And it'll just be a joy to watch. Uh, so, I'm, I don't know. I, I think this is, like... That that scene existed for me only to clarify the point that like oh this character is good enough that she's bringing other characters up with her which is is, is cool yeah that's, um, that's true I can see where you're coming from there I think the only other and feel free to to jump in if you have any other thing you want to talk about the only other one of these um, encounters that I think is interesting is you go back into the bar yeah uh, and going into the bar to get one of the different jewels you find Ducky is kind of behind the bar and he's like oh everyone else in here was brutally murdered by a monster and there's just a bunch of fake limbs all over the place which is fucking metal um and he's like oh i was just i was hiding here the whole time and then you know gives kind of like an over-the-top speech because his whole thing is that he used to be in like plays and movies and stuff he says which may very well not be fucking true um but you can read his mind and he's like i'm so glad i convinced them to give me this role so i could just be back here at the bar drinking beer all day for free. It's <laughs> like fucking Ducky's so good, man. Yeah, Ducky's He's so metal. good. He also makes like Facebook posts about like Steph says like, hey, like last chance to become a part of the LARP. 
And he's like, I tried to send my character sheet, and I have a rich backstory based on the the journey to the east. And it said, I, there's just too many characters. I've hit the character limit. How do I submit this this character sheet to you? And she's like, this is going to be my favorite afternoon. <laughs> so, it's so good. Yeah. I love him I as like a character him. so much. Um, but yeah, you get a you get a gem here again. You can you know you can talk to if after you convince the bridge troll. I did think this was weird. If you convince the bridge troll to not attack you, which I don't know if you did or not, but if you no, like, I, I I beat the shit out of him. Yeah, so you like throw some dust at it and it's like, oh, would you like some tea or whatever? You know that whole shtick. And then you get a bunch of different options, which is like, hey, help us out on this quest, where she just gives you some information that you already had, yada yada. But one of the things is like, hey. Say something nice about each of us, which I think is funny and kind of weird, but it, it was kind of like it was, it was a good moment where he was like, "Hey, like talking to Ethan, he, you know, you know, this is Ryan as a charmed bridge troll was like, you put a lot of energy and creativity and love into everything you do," and then talking to Alex, he was like, "And you, you are like, uh." You know, you see everything about a person, like, their best and worst sides, but that doesn't stop you from believing in them. And she gets, like, really bashful and shy in a way that, again, the, the face work is, is extremely good in this game. Um, but then Ethan's like, whoa, that troll's so emo. And I'm like, kid, you do not what? fucking know what emo means. What are what? you talking about? That bridge troll just said nice things about you. That's not being emo. Damn, dude, Ethan, man, Ethan just just playing Fortnite and drawing his comics. He don't know anything about <laughs> our culture. Um, I, Fucking I, kid, that's that's very strange. I will also say you have an option to 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 stop at the flower shop, in which you can check oh, on yeah, the right, progress right, right. of the USB flash stick. Um, and Ethan's like, you're like, I gotta. Go into this flower shop, and you can just be like, for real, like, actually, I, I need to go in. Or you could say, to renew your bard license. <laughs> and she says it in the funniest way possible. Um, but, yeah, you can go in and check on it. And she's, like, running a password encryption software on the laptop. So you can see yeah. that it is truly making progress. Which I, I think that was also a good scene, because, like, continuing from the scene of episode or chapter two. Because Riley, you know, Riley is the one in there, not Eleanor, and you talk to her, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, I I turned the college down because Eleanor's going to need help running the shop, and, like, it's the right thing to do. Oh, did, did she? Yeah. Did she? Because guess what? Oh, no. She's going to college in my world. What? Yep. That's she's crazy. Studying. Yeah, yeah. So The only I think... difference in our choices was that I t didn't tell... Eleanor about the funeral. Mm -hmm. I wonder if the fiction is that Eleanor didn't know about it until Riley told her. So then Riley found out that she had. Yes. I, think it's, I think it's actually Alzheimer's, not dementia. I don't remember, but yeah, um, that's wild. Yeah, no, in mine it's like a really very sad thing where it's like I know she won't want me to do this, but I feel like I have to do this. I wouldn't feel good about myself if I, you know, decided to go to college and left her alone and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and mine, she's studying uh, for robotics or something along those lines. Well, yeah. look at you, little mister making the right choices. Hey, Aren't you, I mean... I thought you were trying to break the fucking game, Duncan. College, what happened to that? College could fucking wait, you know? You gotta take care of your mom. That is Also, true. college is, is a big scam, dude. You don't need to go to college <laughs> for anything. Just start making robots and shit. <laughs> start making giant hands that Jeff Bezos could 
can pretend to have and go. <laughs> you seen that clip? No. What the fuck? Are there's you this. There's this convention. About? There's this convention <laughs> where they where they had these like giant robot arms that like you put the gloves on and you could control the giant arms like a fucking super villain movie. Oh and my god, that fucking rules. It's it looks really cool, but he puts his hands in there. And the, like, the motions he's doing, and he gives off this, like, very, very evil laugh. Like, he is having the time of his life, but it sounds like the fucking um, Incredibles, uh, the boy, you know, the villain boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like like a very, like, I can finally beat the shit out of that person that, that made fun of me wow. <laughs> kind of laugh. Um, so your so. assessment is by not going to college, Riley could be- allow Jeff Bezos to become a real supervillain. Yeah, I think that's kind of the path that 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 Deck Nine is taking. Yeah, interesting. I can't wait till that comes up again in episode five. That was just uh, for clarification. That was the bad bad part. Just right. so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I didn't understand that. Um, so closing up this LARP, unless there's anything else you want to say about it. No. Um, you, I mean, and there's like a bunch of going on around town, but none of it's interesting. So we're not going to talk about it. Um, you go back to, back up to where you started now that you have all three of the jewels and you're going to give them all to the king. You run into Charlotte there who is playing Thanor's wood nymph spirit creature. I don't really remember who they don't talk about it, but basically she's like, Hey, go take up this hill. There's like treasure for you. And he goes up there and it's like a sky sword thing that his you know comic it was like an important sword in his comic it was supposed to be super powerful so he pulls that out of like a tree stump that's stuck into and then is like so overjoyed by that that this is one of those moments where alex is affected by the joy of of one of those people around her and then like the world around you transforms from just being haven springs to being you know a, a facade of like oh you're in like this picturesque wooded area and like you're in an old fantasy clothes you're not in like your normal clothes you're like fully immersed in this this larping world um which I, honestly is something i expected to happen way sooner than it actually did happen i was surprised yeah. it took them that long to do this i kind of thought think, they would start weaving that in earlier but i think yeah. they did not want to model haven mm-hmm. springs in its entirety yep. i think I they think were very correct. concerned about that <laughs> <laughs> sounds right to me um <laughs> But uh, at doing that, the you know, Jed, who is playing the king, comes out and he's like, ah, I was evil the whole time. And then you enter into like, I, I did like this change. You go back into that combat screen, but it like becomes more like an actual RPG with like life bars and like a menu you're selecting things from as opposed to like the Life is Strange dialogue menu, which I think was a lot of fun. Um, so you yeah, go through this. Have- they have like animations too for all of the attacks. So instead oh, of yeah. just waving a sword and going two damage, which uh-huh. how have we not talked about two damage mm. yet? Uh- <laughs> right, he does two damage all the. So okay, this is here's my question. I've never been to a real LARP before, right? I've done like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, get some foam swords and beat each other up, and like if you hit in the arm, pretend that arm got cut off or whatever. But never like a hey, we're magic characters in a LARP before. Is the concept of like tracking damage and spell slots? actually in a larp not that i've know? been to i've been to so i used to play what was called dag which is essentially what you're describing mm-hmm. but i went to an event that was quote-unquote a larp event but it was more like it, it had different rules for like magic users that could like 
throw bird seed bags at you for like magic and shit like that and they did more Fuck like yeah, war dude. scenarios you okay. know what i mean yeah because I, I thought this like concept sieges. of being like two damage is really weird because it's like now everybody has to track their fucking health bar on the back end and it just kind of feels like it takes you out of the whole thing i don't know man but it's it's weird that he had to yell how much damage he did also you can't see the enemy life bar which is like i don't fucking know if they even have a health bar then this is bullshit um it's bad that 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 particular action phrase is bad but they (laughs) do i do love when they but i do love when they say for damage burning (laughs) (laughs) Ah, i'm on fire i'm still on fire (laughs) i'm still on fire it's very good. Um, so yeah, you you go through this combat sequence. Uh, it's it's again, it's cooler. It's more fun. It's more charming. But then it still you know ends. And then as you know, Ethan is celebratory, and he's like, "We did it. We uh, we we took him down. We did everything. Like we're heroes. This is the most amazing day ever." And you're like, kind of enjoying it with him. The blast sirens for Typhon go off, indicating there's another scheduled blast, uh, and it kind of immediately sort of overwhelms and triggers Ethan and then, you know, his he goes from being like, oh, I'm happy I'm having a great time to you being able to read his emotions and him just immediately, like, hyper-fixating on the fact that he thinks he is the reason that Gabe died and is just a complete inconsolable mess instantly, which, again, totally fucking justified. Like, right, right. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Like, get this kid out of this town. It's never gonna be okay here for him again. Um... But that that's kind of how this sequence ends, and then yeah, we more or less hard cut to the next sequence, which did you want to take over the last two little bits here? Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to run to the bathroom real quick, yeah. though. So we'll take a short siesta. Sounds good. Okay, I'm back. Are you back? Or are you gone? Yep, yeah, sorry, I muted myself. Oh, it's okay. So you know what I was thinking about on the break? Hmm. I was thinking about, you know, you were talking. We were talking about like the two damage thing and how weird that would be. And like, I was thinking about solutions for that. I mean, Square Enix owns Final Fantasy VII remake. Like, just put Thanor in that game. Put me in that game instead. And just like, just like, make an action RPG with Thanor. You know what I mean? 
like with so that do engine. Mean, do you mean to do that as like make a full separate game, or do you mean hey, this little part of Life is Strange should have transformed into Final Fantasy VII remake, but with Thanor? No, like remake the first one. Like like just use the engine, but put Thanor in there, and like have all the action commands, and just make people like learn a whole new game for a thirty to, to minute to an hour segment. I think that would have been smart. I think that would have been a good use of resources for the target audience for this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would have been smart. Um, would have loved to see that. Oh, um, that would have been great. <clears throat> anyways, um, so the last last kind of final scenes of this, um, you come back to um, to Charlotte uh, after some time. Who uh, again? This is this is Ethan's mother, um, and you come to her. She in her weed shop, but in her artist studio behind the shop and um she is chipping away at a statue and you're kind of like checking in on her making sure everything's all right and um she seems not great um she which makes sense right like like things are not going very well in her life and you know this very positive thing that was supposed to be going so well did not go well because of you know this this unfortunate blast that went off so um you know you kind of do your Alex thing and are like, Hey, like, you know, no pressure, but if you want to talk to me, you can. And, you know, you also like looking through texts, know that you have been babysitting Ethan a decent amount as well. Uh, Mm. it seems like so. So I think like you kind of offer to, to help with that as well. And she gets really, really angry at you and is like, Hey, don't you ever know when to like shut your mouth or something along those lines. And you're Mm. like, Whoa, and get the angry lines. So, um, and, and she says, like, just go. Like, just leave. And what I think is a poor decision on Alex's part, but I understand it's, you know, part of the story. You're like, eh, I think I'll stay and read your mind instead. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll stay. You told me to fuck off and leave, but what are you really saying? <laughs> yeah, so you... um. You enter in her mind palace, uh, and in the, <laughs> the the room starts shifting and changing, and um, you know some of these art pieces um, become some uh, weird fucking art pieces. By the way, like I like most all of them, but they're weird. Yeah, they're very interesting. Uh, they're they're great sculptures. They're the kind of sculptures that aren't just like three hollow boxes stacked on top of each other. Um, yeah. Uh, so you uh, you approach each one. And you learn through it that she is just angry at other people. Like, she hates that ever since you have come into, you know, her life, things have just been going worse and worse and worse. She hates Ryan because, you know, he cut the rope, right? He he was the one that technically, you know, finalized his life possibly, even though, mm-hmm. you know, it saved, um, uh, saved Alex's and... Um, you know, all of these things, and I, I don't know if she, she hates, hates anyone but the final one. She hates uh, also hates Gabe for allowing her to feel like somebody is necessary in her life again and then leaving her. Right, yes, yes, that one as well. And then the final one is she hates Ethan for doing what he did because she truly feels that, that Ethan killed Gabe through his actions, which is like... When you really, I, I don't know, when I heard that and I stopped, I'm like, oh, 
shit that's a complex feeling like that's yeah. a very that's a very like i don't know i think that's like a very uh, taboo is not the right word but like it's a very it's an emotion i would never tell anyone but like a therapist you know what i, I mean? mean i i actually think taboo is the correct word right like yeah i, I guess you're right the idea and like i mean that's this whole conversation that plays out is kind of around that idea of like you're not like you don't hate your kids, right? You're not supposed to hate your kids, and that's what she's feeling is, like, genuine hatred towards Ethan for killing Gabe. She feels killing Gabe. Obviously, Typhon killed Gabe, but, you know. Right, right. And so you kind of walk away knowing that now, and um, in some capacity, she comes out of it and is like, oh, my God. I'm a bad mom. Like, I'm just a bad mom. And you um, kind of have a, a briefer discussion with her and, like, you know, try and help her come down from it. But it is definitely not happening. She's still angry. And um, you were like, God, if only I could take away this anger. And she's like, wait, I, I think I can. And so you have the decision to try and take her anger away or just walk away and let her live with that anger. This what is the one that I'm hoping do? you made the other choice than me. Cause I really want to know what it looks like. Uh, I actually, I, I got to see the friend stats after that's the, that's the advantage of playing after you. <laughs> ah, true. true. <laughs> so when you, whatever you're like, so what choice did you make? You already fucking know. I took the anger away. Okay, good. That's what I wanted to hear. Cause I did not. Yeah. So I, I'm yeah, very curious. I'll, I'll walk through mine first because I think it's going to be less interesting. Because I, I actually sat on this screen for a while. Um, yeah. Because on the one hand, I was like, okay, every Life is Strange game has a point where they introduce like either a new aspect or a stark growth in the power or something, right? I guess spoilers for Life is Strange one and two here, um, where Max can either like go into photographs for some reason or where. Daniel is like suddenly way stronger than you ever thought possible. Like they, they always kind of have something and it's usually revealed in episode three. Um, and, and this is kind of what I imagined they were leading up to, right? This idea that, Hey, here's this new aspect of your power that you can now do this for other people. You can absorb this emotion in a way that it's like, conceptually very interesting to me so i really wanted to know what happened i really wanted to go through that sequence but when it came down to it i was like yeah but like the thing i couldn't get over and the thing that i imagined alex would sit with is like hey you don't know what this is going to do right like you don't know how this power is going to impact other people when you do that but be like anger is an important part of the grieving process and mm -hmm. i didn't want to take that away from her and not know whether or not you would be able to work through her own grief because you take that away. Like, obviously it's way more complicated because, you know, like I, I will say this whole scene constructed extraordinarily well that there was a part of me like, and I don't think life is strange will do this because I don't think it's that dark of a game, but there was a part of me that was like, Hey, she seems like she's in such a bad spot that she hates her son that I actually fear for her life a little bit. Like, I wonder if she's not a little on the edge here right now. So like, maybe this is the right call. But at the end, I decided that, you know, this is not something that at least the version of Alex I am playing would do. She would let her work through that. And she just kind of, you know, basically just leaves, right? You know, I you get an, an option of what to say as you're leaving. And I chose to say that, like, I'm sorry. I wish there was something I could do. And 
you know, then Charlotte responds, to like, yeah, I wish there was too, but you can't. And then you walk away and leave her to, like, wallow in her own anger. So, for me, you do mm-hmm. the hand thing and you absorb the red. You okay. absorb the red from her, her body. Uh, and she is like, she's like, oh, oh, Alex, I'm sorry I, I like, freaked out on you. I don't know what necessarily happened and i I feel like i should oh i i forgot to mention a very important detail um Mm. during the like i hate this person i hate that person the statue she's working on all of the faces of the people like form in this like struggle of a like it looks like all the the forms in the statue are like struggling together essentially yeah you're Um, like it's an unformed statue that as you get those explodes out into the form of these people struggling together and then in her anger, in the last bit, she pushes the statue over. It's a I fucking shame, because it's an incredible statue. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's like, oh, like, the, the, I must have knocked, like, I'm sorry for knocking over the, the statue at you. Like, she's very, very, like, spaced out um, and is like, I don't remember what I was feeling necessarily, but I'm sorry about it. And you're like, it's no problem and you're like clearly like trying to observe her and like understand what you just did uh but you just kind of have to go because you know it's the natural end of that conversation and she's like i think i'm you know i think i'm good uh and then you leave and my prediction after seeing that scene is i literally took her ability to be angry away from her (laughs) like at all that would be really interesting I don't think she will be able to be angry anymore, which would be very, very funny because she is the weed lady. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that plays out. But it was so, very. Okay. I'm that's interesting to me because I had the way it was framed to me, which I guess I'm making assumptions here, but the way it was framed, I didn't assume you were taking the anger away from her. I assumed you were transferring the anger she had to yourself. And then oh, you definitely. would be overcome by it. Definitely, yeah. She she had a bout where she was like like angry for a bit, where she's like, like like as she took that from her, but it did not last very long. But mm, that can okay. definitely come back, I I believe. Oh, yeah. it does come back. I forgot. Oh, okay, cool. Good to know Sorry. it already comes back. Yeah, 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 yeah. In, unless this also happened for you, but we'll see. We'll see. Um So um Very good go- scene, by the way. Extremely good scene. Yeah, that was the good good. <laughs> that was the good good. That makes sense. You got the good good at the weed shop. Understandable. Right. <laughs> so you go back to the loft. This is the last scene. Um, and uh, it looks like Ryan and Steph have finally decrypted or have the USB decrypted for them. And um, they say, hey, we found the call for uh, that Gabe made out. And you're like, okay, I am ready to hear this. And it is truthful to the situation he called he called um oh my god what's his name mac the, the re- mac thank you he called mac he warned him about the explosion mac was clearly frustrated but willing to help him out and do that for him and be like this is gonna be my ass but you know i of course i'll do it for you like of course it's a kid's life or whatever. Not so, have a kid die not gonna have a kid die so uh he says i'll make the call and that's it um and for me Alex gets mad and grabs the foosball liquor uh, uh, bottle and smashes it against the wall 
and Steph gets very angry at her and storms off. Oh, that's how you got that choice. Okay, I saw that choice at the end of the game, and I was like, how the fuck do you get that option? Because she extremely does not do that for me. Okay, she's what, just, like, she, what she's, happens to you? I mean, she's, like, down and dejected, but it just, like, finds comfort in everyone else and, and moves on. It's not, like, a huge moment. Do they leave? No, both of them are still there throughout the rest of the game. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so... So for me, they they, they st- uh, Steph stormed off, and then Ryan was like, "I should probably follow her." And then you do the rest of the scene by yourself. Oh, that's huh. that's really interesting. Yeah, no, they are both for me. The three of you are kind of like heads together. Let's figure this out. Let's work through everything and talk through what we're finding out. Hmm. You know, I'm starting to wonder if this is worth it. Like, if you could do this. Would you just be an emotional martyr and just, like, take on everyone's emotions and just, just be like, you know what? I'm going to be completely fucked up, but at least the rest of the world could be uh, could be okay. I would not. I don't have the emotional <laughs> capacity for that. No, sorry. Would you let, like, a science... Would you, would you let... Essentially, you know when a superhero is scared to be found because they're worried, like, the government is going to, like... Uh... uh dissect them for for their for their power to figure out how to do it themselves would you let people do that to you would i let scientists dissect me to figure out how to how to control people's emotions how to take people's emotions away no i don't i don't think i would i don't think so i think maybe i just fundamentally believe that the full spectrum of emotion is too important to the human experience no man but what if like no one was sad or mad (laughs) I think I've got like a I think I've got like a brain of like a sci-fi novel uh villain or something mm, like that. Okay, okay. So <laughs> like, you're a, saying, like what if we got rid of all the negative emotions and people were just happy all the time and then 40 pages later it can become clear it's a dystopian novel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like okay, a, cool. I'm like an Isaac Asimov nightmare waiting to happen. <laughs> okay. You know what? Hey, I'm glad that we get these differing viewpoints. I'm glad that that that's coming through in the game. <laughs> uh um but anyways, so you uncover more truths through like a puzzle game where you have to kind of read through emails and figure out what's going on. And um, throughout essentially reading emails about the blast and you you learn that it's like, hey, this is more important than the uh, than some kid. And it's like, hey, they were trespassing when they shouldn't have. They know the risks. Mm-hmm. Um and to be clear, yeah, somebody above Diane was telling her that basically, because Diane is the one that did not call off the blast, right? Um, which I guess I should have mentioned earlier. You can find a couple of her objects throughout this episode, and all of them are like her talking to a therapist, being like, "My life is fucking miserable. I wake up crying every morning. I can't do this anymore." Like that sort of thing. So it, it's clear that the decision that she made that ended up with Gabe dying like ruined her whole life. But it's also kind of hard to feel bad for her because she decided to let the blast go through for, I don't know, getting a fucking promotion at work or some stupid shit. Yeah, exactly. And and, and so you're like, well, why is this so important to, to the company? And through, like, reading a map and, like, you know, figuring out the name of this other project, you figure out that the blast wasn't necessarily important for that location, but to hide the fact that there was a blast at another location. I don't remember what that location's name is. I'm sure it will be important in the next two episodes, but <laughs> essentially, you know, it was a cover-up for a different explosion that needed to yeah. happen. And and I don't remember, I, again, 
because these scenes at this point were different, so I don't know if there's anything, like, because at this point a revelation was given to me by Ryan, who then, like, held up the map and explained something, but, like, the secondary explosion based on the name and the information and, like, the map that you found was at the original mining site that Typhon had closed down years ago because it was the site of the, like, accident where a whole bunch of miners almost died until Jed saved them. Oh, no, I didn't get that. Yeah, so, you like, Alex kind of comes, to, at least in mine, she comes to the conclusion that, like, oh, this explosion was not, like, important because they were trying to excavate something. It's important because they were trying to cover up something that an inspection is coming to look at relatively soon. Got it. Huh, so interesting. This, this makes a lot of sense because you texted me after you finished it and were like, that's weird that it just kind of ends. And I didn't get that feeling when I finished it. Like it was <laughs> kind of abrupt, but not that much. And I really, so I do think that the whole vibe of this ending scene is so different if you still have Steph and Ryan there versus if you don't. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's interesting. Well, I think there were enough differences this episode. I feel like there are definitely less choices throughout the the run of the the series, but I feel like they are meaning a decent amount to the scenes. You know what I mean? And giving it you feels a slightly like it, yeah. different story. I'm 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 happy with the amount of difference there because I did not know what was going to change, and it sounds like yeah, a, a, enough that it's it's good. I I would prefer they do that for sure. Like I would rather they do a smaller number of choices that have a larger impact than a large number of choices that have virtually no impact like some of the previous games have done so yeah that's a that's a good it's good good decision on their part like the motherfucking train i can i will never in my life get over the fucking train that the only impact of it is chloe saying well a train's not going to make it to the lumber yard now <laughs> whatever <laughs> oh what a terrible decision point in that game um yeah so that was episode or chapter three though yeah I, i'm really I'm excited to see where where we're going next. Uh, that's what I was going to ask is how do you feel about like the direction this is taking now that the kind of because episode four, I'm assuming, or chapter four will be centrally about this mystery and like unraveling it and figuring it out. And then chapter five will be like a quick conclusion that then has like some emotional payoff for your relationship with Gabe and everything like that. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have some sort of choice still like we talked about earlier. I think we were very strong in our prediction to say that um we will have a choice at the end to like either take down typhon and like have to leave or something like that or live and keep them in our town um the 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 whole like taking emotions thing is interesting they will most likely tie that in and i think i think what's going to happen most likely is you will have two choices to either like again martyrize yourself to like take away people's you know, feelings on things and cure some of their uh, emotional hangups or, you know, like keep them how they are and um, and uh, like live in the town still. I have a feeling that that's a possibility because I don't know where else you would really go with that that power other than like being able to take away emotions other than saying like you are going to be a wreck unless you... Um, Unless you decide not to use this power, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure they're going to throw more temptations your way. Yeah. And to be fair, I think they've done a really good job of most of these decision points of making them, like, not super clear-cut decisions. You know, there have not been many that were like, hey, 85% of people chose this, right? Like, when I chose not to take the anger away, I was like, oh, I'm going to be in, like, the 10% because... 
people just aren't going to do that. But I was at like 47%. Like the majority of people did, but barely the majority of people took the anger away. And I think that speaks to like how well constructed that scene is and how like interesting of a decision that is at a moral level. What I really want, the statistic I really want them to, to surface that I'm sure they have, but probably aren't like tracking or doing anything with is I want to know the percentage of people that made that choice. And then next to it, I want to see the average amount of time that people sat on that screen before they made that choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a timer would actually be kind of a cool, a cool feature. Um, I, I kind of chose based on picking something that I thought you wouldn't, because honestly, if I was playing it with, without playing it for the podcast, I would choose to leave her alone as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I was kind of like, I would like to see how they handle it. Also, I think Alex is not going to take the and, anger away. And you know um, what? Part of me was like, I would really like to see how they handle it. But I think Duncan's probably going to do that. So I think I'm going to not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, I don't know how much else I have to say really until I get more information. Like you said at the top, this was kind of a, like, the ending ending. Like, these last two scenes are very important. Um, but I think my all of my predictions hold true. All my feelings still hold true from the second one. It's just kind of this was just a middle. Uh, 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 yeah. A what are those called when it's a, almost like a filler, a little bit of a filler episode. Yeah, it's, a, it's like it's a setup episode for for future things. And I think the like, you know, this whole scene or this whole episode hinges on how charming you find the LARP, right? Because it's like a large portion of the episode. And I think I just didn't find it quite as charming as I found. Again, it, it's really, it's deeply unfair, but really impossible for me not to just compare this to Life is Strange 1 and 2 episode 3s, right? So it's, you know, I'm comparing this to the pool scene in Life is Strange 1 and the campsite scene in Life is Strange 2. And it just doesn't like, I'm not as drawn in in this particular episode. I'm, I'm not as bought in for just the character advancement, or I, I just don't think the character advancement is quite as strong in this episode. So I, I think at the end of the day, I was kind of middling on it up until those last two scenes, like you had said, which were extremely good. Um, yeah. So, but I'm, I'm very interested to see where it goes. I think they've got a really interesting setup to, to kind of dive in pretty deep in terms of what they want to do with the, the overarching narrative. So if they, if they do that, I still think like we, like you said, our predictions were good. You're going to have a decision at the end between getting justice for Gabe and destroying the town or not destroying the town. And I don't mean to, I think, I think we had said destroying the town, not in the sense that it gets like blown up, but in the sense that like Typhon is dissolved and the town loses its main income source and just kind of fades away. That's kind of epic though. If, if you destroyed the whole town. Yeah, man, that'd be so cool. <laughs> just blew up the whole town. <laughs> You know. uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I really have too much else to say about it either. Um, you know, I think this was a little bit of a lighter episode, I, but I hey, episode four, historically very good. So I'm excited to to dive into it and see kind of what it has going. Yeah. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com at thoughtsfromp1. If you want to email us game suggestions, which we've got so many fucking games, so maybe not. But if yeah, you have questions about Life is Strange don't for a little bit. Yeah, maybe if you have questions about Life is Strange or you know you want to get your get your question on the show, we'll answer it. That's thoughts from player one, all spelt out at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook, you search for that one. We stream on Twitch every once in a while. I got a big Ethernet cable coming. We ain't got Woo. no problems coming up soon with streaming. I'm gonna have no more wireless. 
I gave our email, but I didn't give our Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash thoughts from P1. So um, because in lieu of a fact, whether it be science, plant, or color, we are going to uh, – I'm going to actually put er- Alex in the left corner. Thank God. Um, Thank instead. God. Y'all, these facts are killing us. <laughs> yeah, they're really killing us. So in the left corner is Alex <gasps> in a game. He must oh. defeat the fact master. It's oh, me. No. Master! This is just like Squid Game. It's not just like Squid Game. <laughs> I have seven people in the room. One of you must identify the right fact. The rest will die. I don't know. That's that Squid Game? Yeah, yeah, you've seen Squid Game for sure. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Okay, so I've got... I have three facts. Either two will be true or two will be false. But not all three true or all three false. You okay. must tell me which one is false and which one is true. Okay, so there's three fat. You're gonna give me three facts, and I need to identify <laughs> which ones are true and false. Okay, gotcha. Let's Say it again. Con- I was talking over you. This <laughs> rules got a little confusing. So I'm telling you which true, which facts are true, and which facts are false. Mm-hmm. Okay, Either gotcha. two will be true or two will be false, but not all three. O- okay, gotcha. Okay. So, it's, okay, it's not all three. One or all three. The other. Gotcha. Correct. Okay, I'm in in for it. I like this witch character quite a bit. Yeah, I'm ready. Left corner, fool. Yes, that's okay. How come we get like a cool? Everybody else gets cool titles. I get left corner fool. I'm a fucking (laughs) co-host. Well, we'll see if you can master the game, and then I'll bring you up a tier. Okay, sounds good. I'm ready to grind my. I I lost my facts. Fuck. Oh, and I'm the fool. I'm the fool. <laughs> I was scrolling on the webpage and I lost my place. This okay. Is okay. Fucking amateur hour okay. with shit over here. Okay. Once a year, all of Wikipedia is printed off and placed in a vault in Norway. Okay, that sounds fake, but it could be true. Mm hmm. I mean, I'm assuming this is gonna be all three of them. Are kind of, I'm gonna. Fi- do you want me to do it right now before you read the next fact? Yes. Oh, I'm gonna say false. I can't imagine they would print off all of Wikipedia year after year. They would only need to print the new stuff. Now that I'm thinking of the mechanics of this game, you should probably not know the answer. Okay, that's fair. I kind of assumed you were gonna read all three, and I was gonna tell you. Okay, okay, I'll read all three. I'll read all three. <laughs> the rest. We aren't very prepared. <laughs> I mean, I'm not supposed to be prepared. This lands solely at your witchy feet. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay. Voice really well for a long time. <laughs> One second. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, 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 okay. The global adult literacy rate is around 86%. Okay, okay. Oh, we're, okay, so you're not reading all three at once still. No, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just switching. Okay. You're so impatient. <laughs> giving you time to think about it. Okay, I mean, I'm thinking that one's false. I think it's got to be lower than that. Facebook has more users than the population of the U.S., China and Brazil combined. That seems like it's got to be true. So I'm saying false, false, true. I'm locking okay. in. I'm locking in. Are you ready for the results? I am. The results 
are false. True, true. Damn, fuck. So I got two right, though. Correct. What was your the middle one? The, the global literacy rate is 87%? 86. 86. Whoa, what happened to your voice? Uh, well, this witch, she casted a, a horrible magic spell. I was... I was forced to uh, be away living my life happily <laughs> for a little bit, and then I came back, and, and the witch ran away, oh, and I'm gotcha. just on this webpage, and you asked me about literacy, and uh, bestlifeonline.com slash worldfacts is letting me know that with each generation that passes, more and more people are learning how to read. According to UNESCO, these days, around 86% of adults around the world are able to enjoy a book of their own. Oh, well, that's a nice little fact. I like the idea that a witch came in and cursed you with a happy life, and then you were drawn back into misery by this podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. witch said, you're free. You no longer have to podcast. And light Whoa. shined in your whole body. That's what I just dealt with for the whole fucking thing, Duncan. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy that the witch sounds like that. It yeah. Sounds like someone should have workshopped that voice a little bit better. I disagree. <laughs> Wow, this is a crazy one. Is this real or fake? Nearly two people die each second. That's... Well, you said it's crazy, so I'm going to guess true, because if yeah, it's fake, you fuck. probably wouldn't think it was crazy. Fuck. Okay, this is this is one of the fake ones, but I really, really like it. Okay. Um, it sounds like you're about to send me something on Discord, which I can't stress enough will not work for an audio medium. I know, I know, I know, but I, I lost the thing, and now I'm sad. Oh. Yeah, I can't find it. It was like all of the Beach Boys are dead. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this a fake fact that you need to do? <laughs> hey, that fact, if fake now, will become true eventually. Oh, so. every member of the Baja Men is dead. Oh. <laughs> fake fact number 44. Wow. <laughs> what a fun fake fact. Uh. Well, that was Duncan's fake fact witch corner. No, better name. Duncan's... Junkins. Uh, well, it's not my witch corner. It's it's um. Hey, hey, hey! Come back here! Come back! She she's flying through the window. She's she's stealing my turnips and shit. This is so annoying. Okay, all right, she's back. Back. She's okay. Okay. Hey, you what's have to sit. What's Good mic etiquette. You have to get closer, closer to the. No, your Three nose fingers. is pushing Three fingers it down. Away. Three fingers away. Three fingers. <laughs> Am I too close? Yes. Yeah, you've got you've yes. got tiny witch That's fingers. Put two more fingers. Do five witch fingers. Okay. It's much better. It's Gertrude's puzzling fact corner. Gertrude's. Gertrude's. Feels like Gertrude is a name, and Gertrude would have worked, but Gertrude's nasty little tricks. Gertrude's nasty little tricks. A thoughts from Player One production. Beautiful. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to go spread misinformation on Facebook. <laughs> oh, no, Gertrude, no, no. Shit, I tried to grab her foot. <sighs> we gotta get right her through. and Game and Gary on here for a double feature one of these days. Yeah, someday, someday, someday. Well, that's all we have. Um, before it was like a fade out of uh, someone we else could, telling. We could be fading out right now. Yeah. Well, if you enjoyed that, which which Gertrude's nasty little tricks, tune Maybe. in next time for more thoughts from Player One and more Gertrude witch facts. Wait, get Gert. While we're fading out, get Gertrude back in here. Just have her have her rank the Life of Strange games very quietly. <laughs> 
Okay, so... True Colors is a masterpiece so far. I'd put it... I'd put it a middle C. A true masterpiece. Do you ship Max and Chloe or do you ship Max and that other fucking weirdo? I ship Max and myself. Damn, <laughs> that's true. I hope we fail out on that.